Well, it has been a while since we've been talking about the issues when it came to job action at distribution centers in B.C. We saw some private liquor stores as well as the B.C. government liquor stores having difficulties with shelves, a lot of empty shelves in some places. However, with the news of an agreement reached, we just assumed everything would go back to business as usual. Well, that's not the case for some private liquor stores. And joining us now to talk a little bit more about this is Jeff Guinard, the executive director of able bc that's bc's alliance of beverage licensees jeff thanks so much for being with us again good afternoon what is happening then as far as private liquor stores and getting back to restocking and back to pre-job action yeah we are still experiencing the ongoing impacts of that strike one of the reasons we were so vocal so early about the need to you know get Bavarian back to the table and get a tentative deal in place was those 15 days that they were on strike has caused about a month's worth of disruptions. So we're still probably a week or two away from getting back to normal. And I'm sure listeners have noticed, if you go to a private liquor store or even a government store, there are still some holes on shelves and spirits or some refreshment products like gin sodas and vodka sodas. And the restrictions that, you know, pubs and bars and restaurants were under for purchasing, they can only get three bottles at a time. That's just still in place. So we are still probably a couple of weeks away from dealing with this, and it's uh, it's been pretty frustrating. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I was at a government liquor store on Friday, and mm-hmm. the same thing, exactly what you mentioned. I saw all the signs were still up on the, the three bottles limit and that, and I thought, oh, I, at first I just saw one and thought they must have forgotten to take that down. But then as I got into the store, it was quite clear there were holes in the shelves and the requirements were still or the restrictions were still there. And I thought, oh, that's odd because I think me, like a, a lot of other people, we just thought everything was back to normal. Yeah, and it doesn't get back to normal overnight. I mean, I would say if when the strike ended, on that that you know when they, when they went back to work the next day, they had about seven hundred and fifty thousand cases to pick and ship, and we were already about ten or fifteen days behind at that point because most stores will get you know one, two, three deliveries a week. We went two and a half weeks without getting any. Right. So it got to this, this point now where, you know, the LDB, the liquor distribution branch, folks who are delivering this for us, they're just showing up whenever they can, doing as fast as they can to get the products back on shelves. One of the problems for the restaurants and pubs and bars out there is because they have to buy products from government liquor stores, we have to wait until government liquor stores are restocked as well so the hospitality can get the quantities they need. So it's, it's quite challenging. And I, I will say at the end of the day, what this has really done, I think, is put a spotlight on some fundamental inefficiencies in the liquor distribution system in British Columbia. And we're speaking to government right now about how we can fix that so we don't have a problem like this again. Right. And this might be an oversimplified question, but you, you raise that point. So it's a two-step process in that mm-hmm. the stores have to stock up or the distribution centers have to stock up. And then the stock is then passed on to either the restaurants and pubs or, or the liquor stores. That's right. But could it not be, I think, isn't it done elsewhere as well, or even I'm thinking in Ontario, technically it goes through distribution, but it also in in a lot of cases goes straight to the venue and, and you kind of pay the fee and it doesn't actually physically go to the different places. But is it like that here? Uh, it depends. So, but the challenge when when those four warehouses were shut down is they supply about half of the alcohol in the province and they're the only source for certain products like imported spirits or, you know, ready-to-drink products, you know, uh, like canned cocktails and gin sodas and whatnot. 
you're allowed to get, you know, wine and beer distributed, particularly from um, like a BC craft brewery or a BC winery that could be distributed directly. So that that's what's on shelves right now. And beer has a bit of a different distribution system. But the shortages you're seeing are the from the products that we you have to source from those warehouses. So if we had to get everything from those warehouses, we would have been in even more trouble. All right. So luckily that didn't happen. But, you know, people are asking some pretty simple questions like we've got those gin sodas and vodka sodas manufactured at a craft distillery or a craft you know, brewery in B.C. right beside or down the street from a liquor store. And we have to send those products to the Delta Distribution Center or the Camelot Distribution Center and then order them and ship them there when they could just walk them down the street. So things like that need to get sorted out in the long term. And do you think it will change? I mean, I would, I'm sure if you asked any member of the union that was taking part in job action, their response would be, well, that's why we had leverage and that's why we were able mm-hmm. to do this and get a better deal. Whereas if you asked pub owners and restaurant owners, they would be saying what you're saying is we need to streamline this. Yeah, I mean, as we said during the strike, I mean, I, we fully respect the, the right of the BCTEU to take whatever job action they feel is appropriate. The challenge becomes when your job action is not targeted at your employer, it's targeted at the thousands of small businesses and tens of thousands of jobs that make up the entire distribution industry, right? And they were targeting cannabis retailers who had no other source for those products. So that doesn't seem fair and logical if you start to work it through. So uh, we may have different perspectives on it, but it's going to be a decision for government and we will certainly be making our case on behalf of the industry. Right. And in the meantime, like you said, with the backlog and getting things back on track, how long then do you think people will continue to see those big gaps or gaps on the store shelves and the the limits in place? Yeah, we're almost there. So it took about two weeks to get us to this point. And we're starting to see more and more shelves being filled. I think we're probably about two weeks away from seeing us replenish uh, from where we were before the strike and getting back to normal distribution timelines, as well as being able to remove those quantity restrictions on of three bottles per customer. Is that still having an impact on on the the businesses that when it first came in? Uh, I know we taught, we were talking to you about this and certainly some other business owners. Is that still having mm-hmm. an impact on people? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you can't purchase you know vodka or gin or tequila. Uh, you have a lot of places that depend on those products to make cocktails in their program, right? So I was speaking to a bar owner last night, um, Kelowna, who had the exact same issue. It's like, I'm still not able to really pivot. Now, they've got some orders in, right? but every single day, they're going around to as many stores as they can, buying three bottles here, three bottles here, three bottles there, wasting hours of their time just to be able to service their customers and make some level of profit. That's the last thing anybody needed coming out of the pandemic, right? So... Those folks are still emailing me every day saying, when are we going to get back to normal service levels? And it sucks that it's still going to be a couple of weeks um, in best case scenario for us. But the first step was getting that deal in place. So luckily that happened and then the strike didn't last any longer. Uh, But, you know, you're kidding yourself if you think we're not still experiencing the financial damage from that strike. And another two weeks, I would imagine, too, uh, to get things back up to those pre-job action levels. That's not Mm -hmm. uh, that's not what business owners want to be dealing with right now. Not at all. This is the last thing we should be dealing with, particularly because they, the strike had nothing to do with us, right? I mean, we're just kind of caught in the middle of it. The only good news is every day it does get better. Um, and our industry is filled with some pretty resilient people who managed to fight COVID. They're fighting their way through on this, but it's hindering our profitability. Uh, it's hindering our ability to move forward and recover from the pandemic. So it's, it's frustrating. And it was the last thing anyone needed. But, you know, it's 
I, I think of this now as we are down to the, the last week or two of this, and I really hope that you know, the uh, the distribution centre can get back up and running even faster. Uh, do you see a bit of a, a brighter light than this, if uh, another couple of weeks, like you said, of kind of dealing with this and moving on? And also today, not a d- direct link, but with the lifting of the requirements as far as the COVID requirements for people travelling and entering Canada, uh, this will mm-hmm. very likely lead to more conventions coming back and bigger uh, bigger Absolutely. tourism dollars. That's got to be welcome news to to the members of ABLE. Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, the, the first thing is, you know, we are also coming into the holiday season. That this strike took place now, as opposed to in the month of December, uh, is, is massive, right? I mean, so we're we're hoping that we can start to recoup some of those losses over the next couple of months. Changing rules about how tourists can move and the return of conferences and events. I mean, that's actually what's gotten most people excited. Uh, and that's definitely going to be a big piece of our profitability over the next while. I mean, you can just imagine after two years of not being able to host conferences and events and proper holiday parties, the excitement and enthusiasm in industry out there that, you know, they're, they've got thousands of workers who can't wait to go back to those. They have customers who are dying for it. So we're, we're very, very hopeful we're going to have a great holiday season. I just wish we hadn't had to endure the, the financial damage of the strike before we got there. But you make a good point. The timing, I mean, there's never good timing for these things, but the timing much better than what it would have been like had it been happening now or a month from now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if we could have picked, we would sort of do it in, in our slow season in February or something like that. But at the end of the day, you know, we, we just wish that it hadn't had to do something like this that impacted our, our industry so deeply. It, it's, it still feels unfair and people are frustrated. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it is what it is. And, you know, the fact that everyone's back to work now, we're all trying to put this behind us, you know, union members and you know, private sector and customers, whatnot. It just takes a little while longer. And we're asking for, you know, your listeners to be patient if we don't have the particular brand that you want. We're doing everything we can to get our store shelves stocked as quickly as possible. And I absolutely know that the folks at BC Liquor Stores are doing everything they can to remove those quantity limits as soon as they can, too. All right. Uh, Jeff, just one other question, though, about the holiday season. Like you said, so many people are gearing up to the return of the parties and and what we uh, remember from before. Uh, What are your thoughts on staffing and making sure that venues will be able to welcome everybody back? Well, you're, you're tapping into what was before the strike, the single largest concern for the hospitality and tourism and accommodation industries. We have a lot of challenges to staff out there. I mean, we're having a, a conference for the liquor industry on uh, November 15th, and one of the fundamental questions people are asking already in advance of that is, where, where have all the workers gone, right? We have a significant staff shortage in our industry. We're hoping that folks will come back up for the holiday season. We always get a bit of a bump. Um, from people coming in, you know, trying to pick up some extra shifts because it's a time where they typically can make a lot of money. We are very busy. Uh, so we're just uh, keeping the same message out there that if you are looking for a job right now in British Columbia, walk into any pub, bar, liquor store, restaurant or uh, hotel and we'll probably get hired on the spot. <laughs> All right. Good message to put out there. Jeff, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Take care.